I'm Andrew Wright, and this is The Reading Room. Tonight's story is by Reddit user Apocalypse Owl. It's a unique spin on a common topic, first contact. Let's begin. It's funny, most species start out incredibly social, but as they advance in technology, some members of society start to become more and more isolated. The reclusive scholars, the wise hermits, the silent religious types, and so on. And as society grew and grew, so did the amount and types of social, inept, lonesome people who could only rarely interact with other beings face to face. And as society eventually reaches a point where interaction with other living beings, for the sake of anything, becomes unnecessary, then eventually all social individuals sort of die out, slowly but surely. Soon, computers would replace parties face-to-face -face interaction would be more and more infrequent, to the point where children would not even see their parents being raised by nanny robots. Thus it had always been. And yet, one race had bucked the trend. While they did indeed have socially inept and awkward people among them, their numbers were not growing exponentially as other races had at that point of technological development. The many races of the galaxy, who had only ever really interacted via text and a few brave enough to still play an MMO, had gathered the most social of their members to gather the necessary confidence to attempt contact. Of course, by most social, it still meant people just brave enough to video chat 
which was considered by most of the galactic community to be only something that the most extreme social butterflies, technically they called them social edicles, but that wouldn't translate as well, would dare to engage in. There was an Ophi, a race which looked similar in appearance to bipedal squids by the name of Deska, who had actually managed to leave the house to get the alien version of pizza, risking being seen or worse, meeting someone in the streets. There was an unnaturally tall bird-like thing which had, if rumors were correct, actually held a conversation as long as 15 minutes with another sentient life form. The other sentient life form had shortly after died from stress. And many others who, calling in with holograms, were gathered to find out who'd have to try to contact these extremely social sentients, which went poorly. It took three months before anyone worked up the courage to say hi, and another two months before anyone dared reply. One might wonder how they would not have regressed mentally at this point, as would be most likely. Due to the fact that they have constantly conversed with NPCs in their video games, or dated simulated creatures in their visual novels, or even just read their many, many books, they could still stay just social enough to not cease having a need for higher brain functions. And if that wasn't enough, then the wonders of genetic engineering could fix anything. After five years of awkward conversation, several people who had died from the sheer stress of being forced to socially interact in more awkward, cringy conversations than you could realistically shake a stick at, the alien to contact the human race had been chosen. Alkir, a vaguely gray, bipedal, female, lizard-like alien from the Kalki race, had been chosen, though perhaps the more apt term was that she lost the large-scale multiplayer game first that they had decided to have in order to determine the chosen one. She was quite literally shaking as her ship started its descent. She had been social, sure, often posting on social media, playing multiplayer games, actually managing to wave to someone once, but meeting an entirely new race and one still capable of the mythical arts of social interaction face-to-face, -face, IRL, it was not something she was looking forward to. It hadn't been hard to send the text message to the humans that they were going to be greeted by an official from the Galactic Independent Alliance. She wrapped her arms around herself, trying to think of what her characters in her games would do in such a situation. At least they breathed the same air as her, and they didn't look too weird for aliens. She just hoped there wouldn't be a crowd. She'd probably die, right there and then. The ship landed slowly, and she gulped as she walked reluctantly to the ship doors. It's okay. I can do this, she kept trying to tell herself. But it wasn't much use, her two hearts beating as if they were about to explode. She got up on the escalator and opened the doors. It was far worse than she could have felt in her worst nightmares. She had feared that there would be more than ten of them. She was certain that there were more than ten thousand of them, all staring at her. She just froze as the platform she was standing on descended down the giant escalator. She was screaming internally as she came closer to the humans on the podium, especially the one in the center, almost twice as tall as her, with a broad smile looking directly at her. Why was he so strangely handsome for an alien? The platform finally stopped, and for a moment, everything was silent. And then, the tall human walked towards her, reaching out his hand. In a form of trance, she shook as she extended her own claw. As he came close, he grasped her claw in his hand, and she looked up at him with wide, terrified eyes. And then the human spoke. He sounded like everything she wasn't, confident, strong, proud. I've been told you people have translation devices that will make you understand everything I say. I must say, it's a great honor to be here today as the President of these United States of America. I, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, welcome you to our world and extend to you a branch of peace from the human race to the galaxy at large. 
She just held his warm hand and was struck by panic. Her internal monologue was not entirely coherent, but as she noticed that the handsome alien had stopped talking a while ago, she realized it was getting a bit awkward. She opened her mouth and stammered and tried to look away. I, I, thank you? I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, I come in peace? That was what she said. Her internal thought process said something else. Arg. You're ruining this. Arg. Nobody told me their leader was hot. There are no conversation prompts to get me to know how to interact with him. At that moment, however, a realization struck her. In the dating sim she sometimes played, one would give gifts to the hot hero or colleague to increase their affection. She quickly let go of the human's hand and grabbed something from her pocket. Uh, here. She handed him a metal figurine of one of her own characters that she had gotten 3D printed once. This human smiled and looked somewhat puzzled as to what to do with this overly muscled small statue of a lizard man. She then realized she hadn't even introduced herself yet. I'm, I mean, my name is, uh, I am Dr. Alkir Special Envoy, no, I mean Envoy, from the Galactic uh, Independent Alliance. She knew she would get into so much trouble when this went badly, but then a human female, also remarkable to look at, walked towards them and whispered something into the ear of the male that she could not quite make out. May I invite you inside the White House to talk further, the male inquired. Grasping at this hope to get away from the crowd, she nodded imperceptibly. The woman gently took her head and led Alkir down into a building, which was indeed very white. Led into a small room, it was just Alkir, the male, and the female. You're not good with crowds, dear, the woman said. Alkir shook and began to cry. Stunned, the woman looked at her mate and enveloped Alkir in her arms. It was the most wonderful feeling Alkir had ever had. Sure, it's going to be okay. Just let it out. This continued for almost ten minutes where the woman comforted the small alien woman. The male looked somewhat uncomfortable with the crying. Now, we need to talk a little. Do you think you can do that? The woman asked. Alkir nodded and looked up at the woman. I'm Jacqueline Kennedy, but you can call me Jackie. You've already met my husband, John. Were you expecting something a bit... different? Alkir, still quietly sobbing, just nodded. Through the next few hours, Jackie and John managed to coax out an explanation of what had happened, of how the galaxy worked, how almost everyone was so antisocial some people didn't even believe in the existence of other people. After Alkir had calmed down and she felt a little bit better, they also started doing some of the official actions needed for mankind to enter the galactic world. Some star systems for them to claim, what kind of technology they would be given to help them. At last, they had a little break, as President Kennedy had to go out and explain to the very expectant public that the meeting was going well. Alkir and Jackie were alone for a bit. Miss Kennedy, can I ask you something? Jackie smiled gently down at the nervous, anxious alien. Of course, go ahead. Alkir still squirmed at talking directly, but had to know. What was that thing you did, uh, with the arms? It felt really good. The look on the first lady was incomprehensible. It was a hug. Have you never experienced that? Not even from your parents? The alien shook her head. I never met my parents. They just exchanged DNA samples by post and found themselves to be compatible. And then they grew me in an artificial egg hatchery. Jackie looked positively horrified and once more enveloped her arms around the frightened alien. Once Alkir had been sent back into her spaceship, John and Jackie talked about what they had experienced. If they're all like this, my god, they'd probably surrender the moment the Soviets invited them to a party. Isolated from birth, surrounded by artificial companionship, never meeting real people, the president was clearly shaken.
alien civilization so completely alien as was never previously thought possible. We almost have a responsibility to go out there and try to befriend these lonely, forsaken creatures. It's nearly a moral obligation for us, not to force them out, but to show them the warmth and kindness they have so long denied themselves. Jackie nodded, and thought about how sad, how lonely, and how pitiful the first alien they had encountered was. Mankind. The only confident race. The last social race. Never feeling a mother's love or a father's guidance, never knowing the joy one can find in one's fellow man. Mankind had a lot of work to do but she hoped that they'd manage to help these many quiet existences. After all, a little kindness, a little gentleness, could go a long way. I'm Andrew Wright, and this has been The Reading Room. Today's story, A Little Kindness, was brought to you by Reddit user Apocalypse Owl. A link to the original story and writing prompt will be available in the description for this episode. If you're an author and wish to get in contact about having me read your story on The Reading Room, then get in contact with me at SoundCloud, Twitter, or on Reddit, all under the username Rusey, R-O-O-C-E-Y. Thank you, and good night.